Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that bell icon. Hello, and welcome to Let's Sip and Talk with Freema. So today we have on a special guest, Banky Pound. I'm honored to have him on because he's giving back by telling his story. Banky Pound was in prison for 33 years. So we're going to see how Banky Pound was as a kid, in prison, and after prison. So this is part one, you guys. I cannot wait to hear his story. Thank you guys for coming on. Hope everybody's having a great work week so far. Remember, it does not cost anything to be kind. You never know what one is going through. So make sure you compliment somebody. Be nice to them. It doesn't hurt. doesn't cost you anything. So without further ado, let's see what Banky Pound is about. I am doing good. I see you have a lot of support on already. Kudos to you. That means you're doing great things out there, Banky. Shout out to TVP, man. They always hold me down. I appreciate them, man. Much love. I appreciate the support. Love it, love it, love it. So, Banky. Banky, should I call you Banky or Banky Pound? Banky will do just fine. Do just fine. So for the ones that may not be so familiar with you, can you give us a little background history? Uh, well, you know, uh, as you know, they call me Banky. Uh, I'm from D.C. Uh, a lot of my family lived in Virginia, so I was back and forth, you know, as a youngin. So, you know, that's where I grew up. That's where my roots is at. And um, that's what I always shout out D.C. for life. Got it. Got it. So before we dive in into Banky as little Banky, if you don't mind um, letting everyone know, um, or however you want to word it. I know you prison, 33 years, right? Absolutely. Do you mind telling us why or is that too? <laughs> no, I went to prison in um, 1987 for uh, murder and robbery. Uh, I was sentenced to two life sentences, 115 years. I ended up serving 33 years straight, 12,345 plus days to be exact. Um mm -hmm. First time in prison, first time in trouble, and uh, I went for the long haul. Wow. Okay. So let's start. Let's start from the beginning. You know how the movies go. They start from the ending or the middle. Let's right. go back to the beginning. Who was Banky when Banky was a kid? How was Banky growing up? Did Banky even see any of this coming? Oh, no. I most definitely didn't uh, see none of this coming, you know. When I was a kid, you know, I, I, I was a, you know, I was a fun kid. I, I enjoyed my childhood. I had fun. Uh, I played sports. Sports was everything, you know, in, in the city. So, you know, I was real good in football and 
eventually uh, I grav- gravitated towards boxing. But in the beginning, it was it was all football, man. I played football all the way through school, all the way through high school. Um, it was real good, man. Even was getting scholarship offers or whatnot. But, um, you know, you get off track. You know, you get off track when you hang around the wrong people or you, you're around negativity. That negativity becomes a part of your lifestyle. So you're not really understanding what you're getting into until you're fully in it, you know. Mm. But as a kid, you know, I, I had a good childhood. I definitely didn't see any of this coming. I can't blame none of this on the way I was raised because I was raised by a single mother, but she was a super mother. You know, she took care of me and my uh, brother and two sisters. Um, we ain't never won for anything. Everything that everybody else had, either we had it first or we had more of it. So that was that was right. never the issue. She was a disciplinarian. Yeah. You know, you get out of line, you 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 know, you get that whooping. You know, I I, I um I got more than most. You know, <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, I got more than most, probably more than all three of them combined. You know, but um, I guess you could you could say though I was hard headed. You know, I didn't listen. You know, I didn't process information. I didn't take the information that was given to me from the right people, but I took the information that was given to me from my peers, the people that I hung around, you know, because I put more stock in what they said than the people who actually loved me and cared about me and my well-being and my welfare. Right. But that was a part of of growing up and understanding those things. I know these things now in retrospect, but at the time that it was going on, I had no clue, you know. I always felt like, Okay, well, they just say that because they don't want me to do this. When I go out, you know, when you go out in the streets and your friends say, oh, no, it's this, it's this, you know, then that's more what you have to believe because that's what you want to believe. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Really quickly, um, TJ Shelton said, what position did you play? Um, oh, you- man. I, I started off as a running back and then I ended up being a quarterback, you know, oh. and I know all of y'all on TVP know I'm short. You know, I ain't that tall, but uh, I had a good arm, man, and I, uh, I used to get the job done. I was I was a problem out there on that field. Look, what's short, baby? What's short? What if you on my? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't consider myself short, but most people do. But I'm I'm five seven and a half. And oh, I, okay. And I take I take one. the half. Feel better. Yeah. I'm five one. <laughs> you five one? Okay, I'm five. okay. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? I got I got a little height on me, a little bit. Okay, okay. So yeah. what age would you say that you notice a transition where you were listening more to your peers and the people you hung out with as opposed to your mom? Oh, teenage, 13, 12, 13 yeah. years old. Yeah, when oh. you actually you actually, you know, can can get out a little bit, you know, before mm-hmm. you, you know, that age, at least where I came from, you won't really go nowhere by yourself hanging out like that that much. Right. You may play out in the front or something, but you won't really go in places. But once you get to that, you know, uh, 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 stage right there where you get ready to get into puberty and all of that, you know, you start getting out and spreading your wings more, hanging with your friends more, you know, doing more things with them, you know, chasing girls and, you know, whatever else that they was doing at the time. So, you know, that's when the bad influences start seeping in, you know. You're out there, you know, a lot of dudes used to, you know, smoke, you know, weed and do all that stuff. Um, I tell people all the time, I ain't never did that in my life. You know, wow. I did a lot of bad things in my life, but drugs was never one of them. I never did drugs in my life. I couldn't tell you what it's like to get high on no 
pills, dope, coke, uh, weed, or none of that. I never tried it in my life. The worst thing I've ever done that you could consider drugs is, is alcohol, but I, I've never did any of that other stuff in my life. So that was never an issue. You know, even when my friends did it, the peer pressure didn't allow me to do it, you know, because at right. that time, too, I had dibbed and dabbed into the boxing thing. So, you know, like I say, words are powerful, very powerful, man. And I, I just can remember uh, one of the coaches, you know, we used to go jog and stuff in the morning. And um, we used to see these bums and they'd be laying out, you know, on the corner and stuff. They'd be homeless and stuff like that. And he stopped us and, and he pointed them out and he told us, he said, you see these dudes right here, you see them? He said, this is a result of drugs. This will happen to you when you start doing drugs. This is where you end up at. This is where your life end up at. And that stuck with me mm. my entire life. You know, so every time drugs or weed or anything was presented to me, I always thought about them dudes on the corner and I knew I didn't want to be one of them. You see what I'm saying? So it's, right. it's ironic how certain things will stick with you and hold you and certain things will just go over your head. You know, Absolutely. but uh, yeah, um, so... That that right there, well, when you get into that that age right there, you start being more defiant, you know, more mm -hmm. uh, 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 just disorderly when you're not really listening. You're trying to be sneaky. You're acting like you're doing right. all the right things, but you know when you leave the house, you're doing what you want to do, you know, yeah. and not opposed to what you're supposed to be doing. And I was one of yeah. those kids. I was definitely one of them. I think all of us had that a little bit in us. You yeah. know, the, my, like my mom didn't know anything. You know, but right. looking back now, it's like everything, yeah. you know. Um, Jonathan Williams said, I share a similar story. How did you manage your time and how was the transition from prison to the streets? Um, and also it kept you motivated and hungry for the, for change. Well, Jonathan, before Banky answers some of that, uh, we're going to have a part two and a part three where he is going to speak about the prison life. And then he'll speak about the transition from prison you know, back into, um, you know, what we call it, society or real world? Yeah, I don't yeah know society. You will call that. The real yeah, world. So States for part two and three, Jonathan. He'll be answering those questions then. Um, and then he said also what kept you motivated and hungry for your change. So we'll definitely come back to those questions um, on the next segments. So we kind of want to work up to, you know, what led Banky into prison. And then we'll touch on everything else that you're asking. So, Banky, I know you mentioned that, you know, like 12, 13, that's when you noticed that you were basically kind of, what, acting out, per se, or, yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, that's when you are, uh, more or less, to me, it's when you start, you know, you know, living living your dual life, you know. You, you're at home, you do what you're supposed to do, you act the way you're supposed to act. And then most kids, you know, uh, to this day, you know, I'm I'm 55 years old. I don't cuss in front of my mother to this day. Either. But, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I no, I don't do that, you know. Yeah. So, but, you know, when you're a kid, you know, like I say, that's how you act when you're at home. But when you go out in the streets and you're with your friends, you know, you cussing, you acting mm -hmm. like you grown, you yep. acting like you in authority, you know. But when you go home, you, you just as humble as can be. Because you know this is what's real. So right. we we that's this age right here is, you know, the way I see it is when you start taking on your dual personality. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're presenting yourself to other people the way that you want to be viewed by them, but not by your own family. You know, wow. Yeah. I never 
I never looked at it that way. Like a, like you said, a dual personality or how we say it in double world, double life. Double life, double life, you know, because wow. I wouldn't think that nobody, especially at that age when I was at, nobody, none of my peers that was around me would be acting the way they was acting at home in front of their parents. Or I, I just couldn't see that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in essence, all of us was living a dual life. All of us was out there faking, trying to impress our peers, trying to impress the girls, you know, doing all the things, talking like we grown, you know, and right. then when we go home, you know, we got a whole different personality. So that right there is already training your mind more or less to this little saying that they have right now, you know, faking it till you make it, you know, mm -hmm. you acting like you grown already when you're actually not, you know, right. so you, you're giving out the persona that you don't even really live. That's not even who you really are. Mm. What would you say the first, let me ask you real quick. What, what age were you when, when you went to prison? Uh, I got arrested at 19. I was in the jail by 20, by 21, I was in prison, but I was already locked up at 20. Mm. So during, okay, so now you're 13, 14, now you're older, you're driving, you can hang out when you want to. Looking back, oh wait, before I ask that question, someone said, um, I think there was another question too before that. Yes, it was. TJ Shelton said, How was HD Woods in high school? Uh the bomb. <laughs> the bomb. We was we was we was it, man. We was it, man. We had a we had a big school, man. We had um if I'm not mistaken, I I, I want to be sure, but I, I think I am. At that time, we was the only school in the city, and far as we knew, like, but definitely in the city, that actually had elevators and escalators. We, you yes, know, we, thank you. H so we don't have that here. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, HD Wilson <laughs> had HD Wilson had elevators and escalators in the school. You know, wow. and it was a it was a nice school. It was it was known for uh, sports. It was known for sports. Had a lot of great uh people to come from there that ended up, you know, NFL or NBA, you know, um the 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 um latest one that he played on the same football field I played on years later and ended up, you know, being a a a, a good uh NFL starter in the league, uh Byron Leftwich, who is now an assistant coach in the league, who is probably gonna end up being a head coach. But um, yes, he played for the same same team I did. You know, a lot of good folks came from that school, man. But that, that school is legendary, man. Legendary. I love that. Wow. Um, let's see. Someone said chaos. I hope I'm saying that right, honey. Uh, where uh, were you into the boxing scene before your bid? Oh, yes, yes. Um, I started messing with the boxing when I was young. When you were in D.C., <laughs> you're going to learn how to box and you're going to, uh, you know, not have too many teeth, you know. So that, <laughs> that's just how it is. Up there, you know, boxing was real, real big in D.C. You know, we had a lot of legendary fighters came out that area. You know, the most notable probably Sugar Ray Leonard. So, you know, all the kids back then, they want to be like Sugar Ray Leonard. So everybody was learning how to box. Everybody thought they could box. You know, that's the way we fought in D.C. We stood up and fight. We ain't wrestle and do all right. of that stuff when you get to fighting. And you got to fight in D.C. If you grab somebody, start wrestling, man, they break it up. You know, they'll tell you stand up, fight, you know. So you, oh. you had, yeah, you, you had to stand up. 
Friday. Yeah. You know, Ma- <laughs> yeah, mano and mano. You know, that's how you had to get it in up there. You had to you had to be able to stand up and fight. So whether you was gonna get into boxing or not, you needed to know how to box. To know how. Wow. Yes, yes. One of the uh, one of the biggest uh one of the biggest pastimes up there was body punching, man. When you just stand there and you just hit each other in the body and you had to know how to protect yourself or whatever, but dudes used to do that for horseplay. That was a oh, oh. <laughs> now I heard of slap boxing, you know, like people be slap boxing. Yeah. In DC, no. In DC, we body punching with the fist. I'm talking about all out hard. Yeah, until somebody quit. Oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> so <laughs> I wouldn't be able to handle that. Um, so okay, so you said it was you were about 20 when you when you went to prison, when you got locked up. So right, right before that, two, three years, did you notice that you were doing more? things that you shouldn't have been doing as opposed to like 12, 13? Or was this just a, like an incident that happened and it went wrong without telling too much? But I want to know. I can't wait to know. No, um, I definitely, um, I definitely, you know, looking back in retrospect, you know, when you're in the midst of something, you don't even actually realize what you're in. You know, right. you're still living in your own fantasy in your head. But in actuality, um yeah I, I i'm looking back now in retrospect i can i can definitely see you know when i got a little older i got a little bit more bolder you know mm-hmm. i started doing you know things i wanted to do i, I ended up getting a, um a car i got a car at 16. Mm-hmm. you know my, my mom bought me a car at 16 and she did all all of her kids when we turned 16 we got a car so you know once i became mobile with the car and everything also at 16 i became a father you know <laughs> Yeah, I became a father. So, you know, I'm 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 actually living like I'm grown, but I'm not. Yeah. You know, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, you got a child, you got a car, you know. So yeah, I can definitely see where I was off track because at that point in time in my mind, you know, you feel like you're invincible. You know, you feel like you're invincible, you feel like you're young, can't nothing hurt you, you can do what you want to do. You know, if you if you do get in a little trouble or whatever, you know, your parents gonna get you out of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So you you move like you're invincible, you think like you're invincible. Wow. But you know, that's 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 a facade. You know, that's a facade. That's what I preach now to these young kids. That's a facade because when you're at that age, you have never really been in real trouble. Everything that you get in at that age or before that age, your parents or somebody has gotten you out of, you know, so you that's the way your mind is set. You don't know no more than what you've been taught. You don't know no more than what you have experienced. What you know? what, what made what do you think now? Like you said, Retro said, looking back, what do you think made you have that mentality of I'm invincible, nobody's gonna touch me, I'ma get bailed out if I get in trouble? You know, what gave you that mentality to even think that way? I think it's it's just like when you when when you're born into this world, you're a child, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know anything until you're taught. And then what you're taught, you expound on that. So what you're taught, you expound on that by your experiences. That had been my experiences. Whatever trouble I may have gotten into, it was always minor, you know, getting in trouble in school, you know, uh, arguing with somebody, getting to fighting in school or something. And, you know, your parents come down, your mother come down you know, get you from there, take you home, you get your whooping, you get your punishment, and it's over. You know, so what do you know about 
jail? What do you know about prison? What do you know about being locked up? You know nothing about that. That's not a part of your experience. So you don't, you can't even process that. So in your mind, what you've been taught in all your experiences is if I get in trouble, you know, the most trouble I'm going to be in is at home with my mother. Um. You know what I'm saying? That's the, what you're worried about. You're not worrying about the law. You don't even have a, a concept of what the law is. These are not things that's being taught. Just like I say, in the era that I grew up in, most people say, um, have experienced this from my era, that when you when, when your parents tell you, don't do something, don't do this, don't do that, and you say, why? They say, because I said so. Said so. <laughs> because I said. They don't say because if you do this, you can end up in jail. If you do this, you can end up in prison. If Absolutely. you do this, you can get 10 years. If you, that's not being shared with kids. Absolutely. And maybe not even to this day. It's not. So, I, I'm right. a, I, I am guilty because I said so. Right. And, and you got kids out here who that is the only information that they're armed with. Mm. They're armed with that information and not the other side. Right. You see what I'm saying? They're not all the way informed about what the, the ramifications are, what the consequences are. So when you don't know those things, why wouldn't you think you bulletproof? You know right. for a fact that your mother always got your back. You know she may scream, she may shout, she may whoop you, but she's still going to have your back. Right. So you feel like whatever may come your way, that you're going to be okay. But <laughs> that's that's not, that's not always the case. Mm. You know, because even mother, father, or whoever <laughs> ain't gonna beat that long. You're right. You, you know? have things that made me think, and you know that's why I do this show because we learn something from each other every day. You get what every I'm saying? Day. We learn from each other. Y'all make sure y'all like and subscribe to the YouTube channel also. But Banky, you said a lot of things just that I I never thought of. You know, like you mentioned the dual life, the double life that we live as kids, not even thinking. That I lived a double life as a kid. <laughs> so, and, and that, that teaches us something, that transitioned us into a whole nother world. Parents, yeah. I never thought in a million years until now, speaking with you, that it's like, wow, I, I'm not giving my kids everything that they need by me just saying, because mama said, because I said so. Because I feel like I don't have to give an explanation because right. I'm mama. But they need that. And that's, and that's, just because of it's a generational thing it's been passed down and down and down but mm. it comes a point when we get to a, a certain generation and we have to break the cycle we have to be the ones who say set somebody down and let them know look this is what's going on you know what i'm saying this is what's can happen out there if you hang with these people and you're doing what they're doing i don't care what their parents they don't care what they're doing i care what you do this is what can happen to you if you go out here and you don't listen to me, you can get yourself into something that I can't get you out of, you know? And this is what needs to be explained to these kids. I don't think kids to this day know that out there 15, 16, 17, 18, they out there in these games and everything now, you know, they in the drug game, they shooting, they carrying pistols like it's a wallet, you know? And they don't realize that I guarantee you if, if they did a poll – 90% of these kids don't realize if I pull this gun and shoot somebody or if I go rob somebody and just point the gun at them, don't hurt them at all and just take money, you can go to prison for life. For mm. life. You know, and they don't I know that. And I think they if they that. do that, that would change your whole perception of what you're doing. But mm. they don't know this information because they're not being told that. 
And listen, sometimes they don't know it because we don't know it. I didn't know you'll go to life just for, you know, like you shouldn't have it anyway. But I, that's something I wouldn't have told my kid saying, OK, you can be life in prison unless I'm just, you know, saying that. But yeah, I didn't know that myself. So a lot of us just don't know either. So you're schooling not only the young generation, but you're schooling the parents as well. Yes. Um, um, well, robbery, um, robbery without anybody being hurt carries a life sentence. Oh my God. I didn't know that. Thank you. Yes. Oh my God. Hey, I said, or they've been told they think it won't happen to them. And that's true too. Yeah. Some um, of them have been told. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, Ruth P said, I told my daughters because I said so. Big mistake. I'm a, I'm a firm believer. You have to explain to children why. Absolutely. One of the, um, well, that's the end of time, but one of the, the best books that I ever read is um, a book by Earl Stottle. It's, and it's, it's called The Desire to Understand. Mm. You know, and, he, and Earl Stottle's definition of man is man is a political animal. You know, he wants to know all. He wants to conquer all. It's not enough for him to know that this is a bottle of water. He needs to know why. You see what I'm saying? The desire to understand. You know, that is the nature. We need to know why. You know, and when you don't give a person the why, they have to figure out the why on their own. And if they oh. cannot figure out the why on their own, they assume that you don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Wow, Banky. Oh, Banky, you saying some good stuff. Wow, you really, you really, you really making my wheels turn tonight. Oh, uh, yeah, everything. I wish I knew everything I'm saying now then. But you, you, you definitely help other people. Absolutely, you absolutely. You got to pay it forward. Got to pay it forward. And I always say, I don't care if I help just one person on this show. At least I know it helps somebody. And I must say you help me because going forward, I'm never going to tell my kids because I said so. I'm going to break it down. I'm explaining it and make sure they understand it before we finish the conversation. So, Absolutely. hey. Absolutely. Um, Pamela, um, TJ said, like, subscribe. We need these platforms. Thank you, TJ Shelton. Um, Pamela State said, I'll be 59 years old in March. Oh, my mama told all her nine kids, but some of us still didn't listen. Right. And, and and I know that, you know, and that's what I tell some people as well. We can teach our kids all we know. You can be in a two parent household. You can be in a single parent household, but they're still going to be outside the home at some point. And Absolutely. they still may stray and decide to do what they want to do. And you can't beat yourself up about it because it's not all the time our fault. Oh, yeah, I, I believe that 100 percent. And like I said, now, the difference is. You can tell them the information. They still have to use the information. You see what I'm saying? So, but once you know you have did your due diligence, you have did right by your child or by your niece or your nephew or your someone that's young, this, this, you know, listening that you have their ear. Once you know you did right by them, then that falls upon that person. You understand? You mm -hmm. still don't cut that's them off. You still show them love. You still try to help them. But you know it, it takes something off of your conscience that you didn't send them out there ill-advised, you know, misinformed right. or uninformed because you did what you were supposed to do, you know. And then it goes back to what I say. 
a dual life. When you're a teenager, you, you live in a dual life. If you think back to your junior high school or your high school, and in your case, all the girls you hung around with, the attitudes they had, the sassiness, the way they dressed, the way they talked about boys, the way they moved around, you, it ain't never one of them act like that at home. It ain't never one of them act like that at home. I go to games on Friday nights. I would go pick my friends up and I would have my little mini skirt and my little crop top in the car because I'm changing. You know, I'm getting out. That's easy. right. Yeah. That's right. I as a double life or dual life. Wow. Yeah. And the same thing, the same thing happened with dudes. They be in the house with their mom and, and they, they getting ready to go out to a game and they get ready to go out on a Friday night or Saturday night and they dress so conservative and they talking so yes and no and walk out the house and get with their friends and they turn into the biggest gangster in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just like that, they talk and sneak, made them change their little outfit and cock oh. their little head and say, you know, it, it, it's a facade. It's a facade. I just gave an example last Friday night because on Friday nights I do open discussion, just talk about all kind of stuff. And it came up about children and things. And I said, you can have a kid that got a gun that's in the ditch. You never know he got this gun because when he leaves the house, he gets it and he ride on about his business. You'll never know. You'll never find it. Because who's going to look in the ditch or in the little sewer, you know, pipe thing in the yard? You yeah. know, you just never know. Yeah. And, and do you know, I'm quite sure we all heard this before. And and, and this is this is what. I see where this concept comes from. When you do have a young teenager or a young man that ends up in trouble or even a grown man and he mm -hmm. ends up in trouble or he in a court of law and they are, he's accused of this, that, or the third, the mother will always tell you, oh, my son is not capable of that. My son, no, not my son, because they don't actually know who their son is outside of the house. I don't know. I might be one of the very few who wouldn't say that because I don't know. I like to see things from different perspectives, you know? So I'm going to tell you a funny story that kind of relates to this. I came home yesterday and there was two um, steak cut potato fries, you know, on my counter and they were kind of frozen, but they wasn't. And Banky, I thought it was crack. I was <laughs> Like, you know, <laughs> and it's not, <laughs> I don't think my kids is better than the next, but it's like, my son has really went down this road. Like I had this whole conversation in my head until I went to pick it up and realized it was French fries. And I'm like, <laughs> so, you know, I don't put nothing past, I don't put nothing past them. I, right. I, I, I had to hit it. Yeah. Yeah. But see, it, but at the same token, you might have thought that within your household. But if your son had got in trouble outside of the household and they say he did this, that, or the third, you would have said, oh, no, my son ain't do that. Oh, no. He, no. <laughs> he ain't do that, you know, and because that's what we want to believe, right. you know. And then, like I say, sometimes we can be exactly right, but there are times we can be exactly wrong. You're right. You know, it, it's the perception versus reality, you know. And that starts with that thing I told you, that dual personality as a kid. It carries on with you all throughout your life. You learn to pretend. You learn to put on airs. You learn to be who you need to be when you need to be them. Wow. You see what I'm saying? And then it's the same thing with funerals. 
you ain't never been to a funeral where somebody ain't say how good this person was or how they and they could have been the worst person in the world. Worst person. <laughs> and that's all they're gonna talk about. Yeah, you're right. Oh my goodness, you're right. Chaos said living that fast life only gets you two places, either prison or the grave. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is a true statement. Some of these things are cliches, but they ring true. Cliches come from the past. It comes from reality. It comes from something that already has occurred so much that it's a cliche, you know? So yes, that, that is true. When you're moving too fast and you're moving the wrong way and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, you are setting yourself up for failure, period. There's no other way around it, you wow. know? There's no other way around it. Susie um, said, because I said so with the look and if you get locked up, you're on your own. Never had a problem with mine. <laughs> she, she's, she's lucky. Call me. Don't call yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they all going to tell you that, but when they call, you going to ask. I'm there. Know. I'm crying. Yeah, yeah, and they know that. They know that in their head. It's the same thing when you get a whooping. Boom, boom, boom. You, oh, I hate my mom or I'm mad at my dad or well, but you, you know, you love them. And yeah. you know, it, it passes. It passes. And just like they issue that whooping to you, they love you too. But this is what you needed at the time. Yeah. You know, and that's just that's, that's how it goes, man. But when we get in that little 13, 14, 15, 16, we try to find our way. We try to define who we are. We try to, you know, see where we fit in in, in this, this little space that we live in and the people that we hang around. And most of the time, we're going to gravitate to being the person that is most accepted when we're around the ones that this our peers. You know, mm. what, whatever personality that I put on that's most accepted, even if it's not my dominant personality, that's the personality right. that I'm going to express the most because that's where I get the most exception from. Mm. Wow. Uh, Ron Cavis said armed robbery and pointing a life sentence, you said, right, Banky? Absolutely. Mm. You can go rob, you can go rob somebody and point a gun in somebody's face and take their money. That is armed robbery. You can go to prison for life. Wow. Wow. Hey, I said my best friend has done 20 behind charges where nobody was hurt. He comes home the end of the month. Yeah, yeah. It's it's mm -hmm. see, and then like I say, a kid would not know that information. A kid right. will assume that if I did that and I ain't hurt nobody, oh, I got away. If I get caught, I ain't in no whole lot of trouble. You in the world of trouble. World of you trouble. in the world of trouble. You understand? So you they need to know this information. It's the same thing. They're making laws and stuff now. They have laws in effect now for these gang members. You know, I know a dude, myself personally, that he was involved with a gang and he was 15 years old and they robbed somebody and no one got shot and no one got killed. You know, somebody got beat up physically with the fist. The man, the man was given six life sentences at 15 years old. Oh my God. And here I am. 15 years life. old. Oh my goodness. Mm, I can't even, yeah, like, wow. Yeah. Um, and thank, it, I, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Thanks for the support. 
Uh, Ron Cavish Young said, I learned from seeing my homeboys go to prison. Sad, but it saved me. Yeah. Hey. You have to learn from other people's mistakes. You know, you learn from your own and you learn from other people's mistakes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I say sometimes. You know, it's not that you're gloating on anyone's downfall. It's not that you're happy it happened to them. But sometimes you do have to take that in consideration and say, okay, you know, let me not do what she did or let me kind of see how I can move a little different, you know, from that. So you won't end up in that same spot. Right. Um, TJ, TJ Shelton said, why grind my name? You Banky. Oh, so, so you had that name a long time on Banky. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that name. I name, I got that from my grandma. Now it's rumor. I don't know. She told me, or well, to my understanding, I was named Banky because I used to always go to the piggy banks and try to get the money out of the piggy banks, you know. So she started calling me Banky. Stuck with me for life. Okay, okay. I don't know. I wanted to ask that question, but I didn't. So thank you for asking asking that question. Um, TJ, I appreciate that. Um, I believe he said he went. What is that, Woodson? What high school did you go to? HD Woodson. HD Wilson in DC. HD Wilson in DC, Crystal. Um, Chaos said I had change of clothes too, dressed down, going out the house. Exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not. It's not. It's not exclusive. I'm telling <laughs> you, it's it's universal. It's universal, man. If if you if people parents could see them, you know, like in this day and era with all this social media stuff, if people, parents could see their kids when their kids was out and about and with their friends, yeah. oh man, it, it, it'd be a totally different thing, man. Goodness. Totally different. Becky, nobody can ever ask me now, Freeman, have you ever lived a double life? I can't even say no now. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. all have. We all have. Whether we want to admit it or not, we all have. Some, <laughs> some, some, have, some have lived triple lives. <laughs> Uh, Ruby said, exactly, Freema. They will, they will, yes, you to death, cut the corner and do the opposite. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would never, ever even conceive of talking uh, uh, like I talked around my friends in front of my mother. Right. It, it, it wouldn't even cross my mind, you know. And then if, if my mother was around and I was actually with my friends, I would act like I act in the house and yeah. talk like I talk in the house. Oh. And whatever they wanted to say when my mother left, oh, laugh and joke with her. Yeah, okay, well, let me see you talk hey. about that in front of your mom. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, Capricorn1230 said, let's sit and talk with Freeman Kennedy. I appreciate that. Thank you for having Banky. We can never get enough of Banky. I appreciate him coming on. I appreciate I it. Shout out to my um, executive producer, Alan, for finding Banky. So shout, shout out, shout out to Alan Wills, top soldier, my brother from another mother. Shout, shout out to Prince, you know, the investor yes. show. Y'all, y'all go check out the investor show. He's gonna teach me how to uh learn this new financial world is brand new to me. So shout out to him, man. Love it, love it, love it. Look, Ron Cavis Young said frozen fries look nothing like crack. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's the first thing I don't know what was on my mind that day, Banky. But that's what yeah. I'm, like. I'm like. What the freak? <laughs> I felt that way. Hey, I said facts, perception versus reality. Seriously, the Bethlehem. That Bethlehem. 
Okay. Okay, I said fitting in. Seriously. TJ um Shelton said favorite childhood music influence. Oh, that's a good question. Two words. Chuck Brown. I don't know if I know who that is. If if you don't know who Chuck Brown is, Freeman, they might take your black card. <gasps> they might take your black card. You don't know who Chuck what? Brown is. Oh, maybe I know the song. You ain't never you ain't never heard of Bustin' Loose? I you feel like you ever heard of run joe no you ain't never heard of run joe run joe policeman at the door no chuck brown you better get some chuck brown in your life you need some chuck brown in your life i'm gonna I'm a youtube him tonight as soon as we finish it <laughs> huh i said i'm gonna youtube him tonight as soon as we finish this interview i'm gonna tell you a song to listen to one of my favorite songs by him, and I guarantee you listen to this song, you'll be a lifelong fan. But Chuck Brown is noticed as being the godfather of Go-Go. He created Go-Go. He's the godfather. But listen to the song he got called Beautiful Life. Okay. Beautiful Life. Beautiful I, life. Def I defy anyone not to like that song. Okay. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to let you know what I think of it tomorrow. Most definitely. Victoria said, for some reason, we always have to learn ourselves. Life would be so much easier if I always learn from others, always the hard way. That's the truth. Yes. No, we think we know everything, though, at a younger age. Yeah, you do. That's what I meant by when you say, when I say you think you're invincible, you think you're bulletproof. You know, like I say, if, if you never seen it, if you never experienced it, it's hard for someone to believe it. Why do you, why do you think magic is so appealing? Yeah. Because we ain't seen it. We don't we don't know how to do it. So we we drawn to it. So mm. it's the same thing when you never, you know, been in these places like prison, you never been in trouble, you never been locked up, deprived, oppressed, depressed, suppressed. You never been that, so you don't understand the serious nature of what could happen to you, the position that you can be in. That's why when I tell my stories, I paint that picture so these young dudes can understand. I it's love real. it. You did that, I must say. Um, Ava Jeffrey said, great information. Ruby Tuesday said, wow, what state was that? I'm not sure what you're speaking of, Ruby Tuesday, of the um, state. She Pam probably she probably talking about robbery, but uh, it may. I know it's like that in Virginia, and I'm assuming that it's like that everywhere. Um, robbery yeah. carries life sentence. Uh, Thinking about okay, um, Pamela State said, Banky, yes, we all knew better to have respect for our mothers, period. Absolutely, because even at a young age, Pamela, I felt like if, if I was around someone my age and they disrespected their parents, that was like, Whoa, <laughs> like, what's going yeah. on here? It wasn't cute to me, you know, that was just like, mm -mm. that yeah. just <laughs> it wasn't cute. Um, stuff said, Chuck Brown is a man. Absolutely, absolutely. Salute to stuff. Yes, Chuck Brown is the man. I'ma listen to him tonight. Uh Ron Cavis Banky said, um, Pam said all oh, frame. I don't know what I did, but <laughs> probably because I ain't know who um Chuck Brown was. Ron Cavis said, Banky, if you ever run into that crazy warden, what would you do? Oh, wait, that must be got away from part two. <laughs> was the warden crazy in prison? Got a whole lot of them. Okay, we're going to wait to part two. Ron Cavius 
part two is tomorrow same time y'all make sure y'all come back with the questions that we're gonna answer once he go there um dc go go stuff said beautiful life 100 pamela chaos said have you thought about doing more public speaking people would absolutely listen to you and your stories i feel you deserve a huge platform and to be able to expand your brand thought about all that and i'm working on it every day definitely every day. Look, chaos i already asked him what a couple weeks ago you know you thought about coming yeah we we our kids need to hear this shoot our grown yes. women need to hear this i learned something tonight i always speak in the frame of mind i always say I'm going to say everything that I wish was said to me. Everything right. that I wish was said to me when I was younger. All yep. the information that I have that I would have liked to received when I was younger. Because I think it would have changed the whole course of my, my path in life. And see, they can take it from you. They'll grasp it from you because you can relate. You know? Right. You're not just someone who never lived the life or never had any trouble and trying to tell me what to do. I, I know that goes back to what we said, you know, but being realistic, that's how some kids think. Like, this dude a never, lot of, a lot of. never even held a gun, but you sit here telling me that owns a gun at 16, what I should and should not be doing. So we right. need someone that's walked that life to be able to, to give life back. Yeah, because... You got to look at it in the concept. They're looking at it like, how you going to tell me to fly a plane if you ain't even a pilot? Period. You know? That's it. Pamela said, you are so right, Freeman. My mother would just give you the look. Oh, we knew then. Exactly. That's one thing I did instill in my children, Banky. Oh, that look means the oh, world. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and all your mothers got it. But see, the thing is, what we, what we need to understand is the kids going to know that look. They're going to respect that look. They're going to be scared of that look. But when they leave the house, they're going to do what they do. And the only thing they're going to hope and pray is they ain't thinking about the police. They ain't thinking about the principal. They ain't thinking about, they. long as my mama don't find out. That's and that's the way they think, long as my mama don't find out. But see, you have to realize it, it's somebody out there bigger than mama. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's somebody out there bigger than mama who don't care not one iota about you as mama do. That's so true. That's so true. Even Trick Daddy said that. He came on one time. He said he didn't care about, like you said, the police. It wasn't even that that he feared. It was mama. You right. know? So, yeah, we definitely got to get them more than just that look. We got to tell them. There's other people out there that's bigger than mama and that can take you from her. Yeah, but shout out to all the mamas out there, man, yeah. because Definitely. mamas out there, man, they 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 do uh man, they do wonderful, magnificent jobs, man, because they 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 just do so much. And some mothers are mothers and daddies at the same time, man. They provide, they take care of you, they protect you, they do the best that they can with the information that they have. You know, yep. and they always got your back, man. So shout out to all the moms out there, especially my mom. Yeah, shout out yeah. to mom. Yes, yes, most definitely. <laughs> my thoughts that I heard Banky say, you can't take the elevator for success. You got to take the stairs, and it's one step at a time. That's, my, that's one of my mottos. Love that. Everybody, I 
want to take the elevator to success, but you have to take the stairs one step at a time. You get tired, you get a workout, you go through the process. But the thing about it is when you get to the top, can't nobody take it from you. Absolutely. Nobody, because that's something that you earn. Anything earned cannot be taken away from you. You can give it away, you can uh, mess it up, but it can't be taken from you because you earned it. Mm. But when you try to cut corners, shortcuts, uh, you know, cheating. I used to say the concept of cheating. Who are you cheating? If you right. look at somebody's paper in school and you get the answers, you that's called cheating. But who are you cheating? You ain't cheating the dude that you copied off his paper because right. he knows the answers. You don't. You cheating yourself. Yourself. Right. Yeah. Because when it comes down to when this information is going to take place in life, you're going to be ill-equipped. You're not going to know what's going on because you don't have that person right beside you to look at to get the answers from. So you're cheating yourself. Yourself. Definitely. Stuff said, my thoughts. Stuff said, Banky, do you like doing YouTube videos? Do I like doing YouTube videos? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love doing YouTube videos because I know for a fact did it's helping somebody. Absolutely. I that's know from my comments, that's why I love my comments. I know from my comments, I know from the information that I try to put out there that it's helping people because I know I needed that information. Yeah. So yeah. I know someone else needs that information. But YouTube was never, ever even a thought in my mind before I got out of prison. I didn't even know what it was. Hmm. We it, was just, it was just a name. Yes, and, and you do a hell of a job, Banky. Thank you, thank you. That's why I say, you know, it's more than one way than giving back just financially or just, you know, knowledge is power. Sharing what you know, sharing your story. That's why I love having individuals come on because I know people are going to learn from that. So Absolutely. I'm knowledge is king. Knowledge is key. Chaos said, absolutely, we all need to hear it. It can be anyone's reality that's close to us. He's been a part of it, and he has the charisma with him that draws people in to listen. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Ruby Tuesday said, listening to Beautiful Life. Now it sounds like a banky song. I'm That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's funny. Um, Phil, Philip Rucker said, I like that you are using your story as a platform. Absolutely. You help millions that way. And I, I want to help as many as possible. Yes, yes. Um, Ron Cavis Young. Y'all make sure y'all share this live. You know, we're on all platforms. We're on all podcasts. Make sure y'all share it. Someone needs to hear this. We're doing a part one, two, and three. Make sure y'all like, subscribe to our YouTube channels. Definitely. Ron Cavis Young said, I knew it would hurt my mother to her soul. So that's the main thing that kept me out of trouble. And yes, that look had a lot to do with it. Yes, it did. And that's that's it. People hate hurting the people that they love uh, more than anything. But yeah. the irony is it is those are the people that you listen to the less. The less. You're right. That's, it's just crazy. But that's just that's, your frame of mind. You know, yeah. we have to change our frame of mind. I always say you change your mind, you change your life. Yeah. That's so true. Stuff said, well, you're great at it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Ruth P said, were you offered any kind of therapy before you were released? Ruth P, we're definitely going to touch on that in part two. That's the only <coughs> thing going to the whole thing is because we have a part two and that is life in prison. 
you know, so we we're leading up to that. And then tomorrow at seven o'clock PM Eastern time, we're back on and we're going to speak about prison life. Um, is that going to be tough for you, Banky? I do it every day. Okay. <laughs> Amen. I do it every day. You are reading people worldwide to left. Absolutely. Top left, she meant. Ruby Top Tuesday. left. Top left. Pamela uh, States. Ruby Tuesday said, the look. My son to this day starts to fidget. When I give him the look, he's a six foot seven cute dog. I still got, and I'm so proud of him. Oh, <laughs> That's him. right. Hey, look. You will always be scared of mama. You will always be scared of mama. Look, we feel good about it too. <laughs> <laughs> they said, Banky, you are reaching people worldwide. Yes, yes, he is. Definitely. That's how we found Banky. He's reaching people. He's reaching people. So, um, Banky, before we end this segment, um, before we end this segment, is there anything that we did not speak about from the childhood of Banky? Or anything that you want to put out there in the universe. And then tomorrow, of course, we're going to speak about how did it look when that incident happened where now you're locked up. You know, now you're facing 33 years in prison. We're going to start from right there. So is there anything you want to share with us that will lead up to maybe that day in court or that knock on the door? I don't know how it went down. But how are we going to lead up to it? Let's let's let our viewers know how we eat leading up to this tomorrow. Well, I would say, you know, like I say, you know, going with the same um, the, uh, along the same paths of what we've been talking about is <clears throat> that dual life, man. When you start living that dual life and you start making yourself believe that you are someone that you're not, you know, and that you're invincible and that you're untouchable or that you can always get out of something, it gives you a, a false sense of reality. So when you're living like that, you're not taking care of the things that you're supposed to be taking care of. You're not taking care of your responsibilities because you live in a, a delusional life, you know? And at that time, when I was 16, as I said, I was already a father, you know? So that should have been my main responsibility. You know, that should have been my main focus. But my main focus was trying to please me instead of trying to do the right thing. And that's because, I, like I said, my mind wasn't right. So when your mind ain't right, it ain't nothing else in your life going to end up right. It may seem right to you at that time, but that's just a delusion, you know. So when you when you get in those years like that, 16, 17 years old, and you're listening to the streets and you're listening to your friends, it's just a matter of time. You you on a, you on a, you on a clock. It's a, it's a clock that you're on perpetual clock that's going to determine whether you're going to end up in prison or whether you're going to end up in the grave. Mm. But you're not going to end up nowhere that you want to be. And the way I was living was I, I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't understand that. You know, I didn't understand. I knew I was a father. I tried to do the things that I was supposed to be doing as a father, but I could have did much more. I should have did much more because if that would have been my main focus, which it should have been, then my mind wouldn't have been on the foolishness. Right, you see what I'm right. saying? I wouldn't have been able to pull left if I was staying right. Mm. You know, so th that's the thing right there. You have to be able to try to understand what life is about, even at such a young age. You have to be able to understand that the information that you're receiving will determine what you do with your life. So you always have to look at the source of the information. If I'm going to listen to these people that's out here on the streets, that's my friends, that's my peers that don't know no more than I know, right. or am I going to listen to these people in my house, my mother, my father, 
my uncle, the people who love me and have a vested interest in how my life turn out. You see what I'm saying? And the irony in that is <laughs> when your mom tell you to don't hang around these people, uh, pull your pants up, uh, get good grades in school, clean your room up, yeah. and she tell you all of these things and you brush it off. Well, here's a news flash for you. When you get locked up, they're going to tell you, pull your pants up, clean your room, go to school and get your GED if you don't have it. Don't be hanging around the gang members. All of those things, they're not only going to tell you to do, they're going to make you do them. So you either can do it now by choice or you can do it later by force. Mm. Now by choice from love, later by force from hate. Wow. And wow. that's reality. And and the, and the thing about it is if you don't get it now, when you get it later and you already in that fourth stage, can't nobody help you. Not even mama. Wow. Listen, you said a mouthful. You said a mouthful, Banky. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart because, like I said, I feel like we both have kind of the same paths in life and that's getting things out there that's going to help the next person. And like I said, I don't care if it's one or 20 million people. At least I know I helped somebody tonight by having Banky Pound on Let's Sip and Talk with Freema, you know, to share your journey with us. And this is just part one, people. We have part two and part three coming up Thursday and, I mean, excuse me, Wednesday and Thursday. Same time for Wednesday, 7 o'clock. I think we agreed for 12 p.m. Eastern time on um thursday make sure y'all tune in make sure y'all share this video and most importantly make sure you guys like and subscribe on banky pound youtube as well as let's sip and talk with freema we are on all platforms if you weren't able to tune in tonight or had to keep it moving make sure y'all hit up those podcasts we're on apple music google we're all over the place so make sure y'all tune in tonight um share 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 make sure y'all tune in tomorrow at 7 p.m and thursday at 12 p.m noon same place Banky, I thank you so much. I enjoyed this conversation. Next topic tomorrow is Banky. I hate to even say it, but it's be how they say it's beneath us now. Banky in prison. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna get in there and see what's going on, what went on, so he can share that with us. And and you know, hopefully that'll help somebody too. Say, oh my God, I don't want to go through that. You know what have you? So. Banky, if you don't mind just staying on a few moments after this, I would really appreciate it. And thank Absolutely. you. Tuning in. All Banky, you know, support team came in and showed mad, mad love tonight. Shout I, out to TVP, I, man. Shout out to everybody out there on Team Banky Pound. Shout, shout out to uh, Alan Williams for bringing this thing together. Shout out to everybody that's on Let's Sip and Talk platform. Y'all support the platform. I appreciate you for having me. I can't wait to come back. See you tomorrow, same time. As Absolutely. We, let's sip and talk with Freema. Peace and love. Salute.